welcome to another episode of Idiopod. I'm TJ Stone. And I am Destiny Love. And today we're going to have a topical conversation about why when you're trying something new or when you're doing something for the first time or so so many different iterations of, of this or maybe you're just following a dream that seems crazy why is it that it seems like everybody in the whole world just wants to kind of hold you back or keep, <laughs> keep, keep you in place right 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 so I, I know this topic is one that resonates with with both of us De Destiny, how how have you experienced this in, in your life and in your story? So in preparation for today, as we were just kind of sitting in our silence, I absolutely love how we start our um, sessions. Um, it just really gives you a time for clarity. And one thing that came up for me, a couple things, I'll share them. Um, one is how at this place in my life, I'm not sure if I want to be a member of a church. Hmm. That's one thing. And then another thing was just how, as I was, my eyes were closed and, and I was just picturing like a hot air balloon and a person just kind of being on it and like being taken kind of up in the sky and everybody's so scared, but the person is not, you know? And so they're trying just to pull them back down, you know? And I just really believe that that is just such an illustration of how it is sometimes when you are walking into the unknown or when you're living by faith or when you have the big dream or when you're being called. When Jesus whispers that call to you, you know, um, out of fear, that's one thing that kept coming up for me is that it's just fear. We fear what we don't know. Um, we, in an effort to save somebody or in an effort to help them in some way, it's like, no, 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 no. You're going too far out of bounds. Like you're going somewhere where you're not supposed to be going so come back here stay here do this and I don't know about you TJ but that can feel so much to me like slavery yes. like I am not a slave <laughs> like, and I am the type of person that I'm okay like exploring a little bit I'm okay venturing outside of the bound and I've just really I believe that I'm safe. You know, I really believe that I am safe. I believe that I am loved. I believe that if I go in the quote unquote wrong direction, I will be rerouted. You know, so that I know that can be scary to some people. And it even I'm, I'm thinking about now how when I walked away from a full time job, you know, I had to <laughs> I had to basically give people like. Um, you know, I'm going to share this with you, but I do not want your opinion. I'm not asking for it. I'm only sharing it because it's information that I want you to know, but I don't want all of the stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, 
this has happened so many times to me in, in my life too. And, and I have been on both sides. Like when you're talking about like a job or something, like I have held on to things for too long out of fear yes. or out of, you know, just security and, and not knowing what's on the other side. And it's yes. not worked out for me that way too. Whereas if I had ventured out, and been more bold and adventurous, I would have probably been in a better situation sooner uh, if I had just followed my gut and my instinct instead of letting the fear of of uncertainty and what that desire for security uh, to kind of be the thing I hold on to instead of leaning into what I'm feeling called to. Yeah. Yeah, that that fear thing is something major. Um, and I see it in just so many different areas. Like, so even if we were to have a conversation, of course, I'm in Alabama, deep south, right? So you tell somebody, I don't think I'm, I want to be a member of a church, right? <laughs> that in itself sounds so scary to some Ooh, people. You're backsliding, Destiny. We better pray extra hard <laughs> for you. <laughs> yes yes I mean I, I did share it with um, my dad you know and it's just so nice to uh, be at a place in my journey where I can hear what he says and I can respect him and I can honor him but it doesn't really um, it just doesn't hit the same way it doesn't hit like it used to, you know, once upon yeah. a time, somebody can share something with you and it really just begin to make you question where you are and what you're doing. And so it's been nice to be able to make space for him to feel whatever he feels. Um, but to just continue to walk the path that I know that I've been called on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I have, very often even let let the fear of just what i thought people's reactions to things were going to be keep mm -hmm. me keep me from doing things i wanted to do or felt led to do or drawn to uh just just because i didn't want to deal with the backlash and and the drama and yeah I know I've I've done that with with people I've been close to in my life, parents, family at different times. You know I've allowed myself to stay in one place, right? Too, too long. Um, but also, what I'm finding is kind of what you were referring to earlier about like maybe even adventuring out into the wrong, the quote unquote wrong path. <laughs> yes, I, I'm finding there are. I mean, there's there's more helpful choices and there's less helpful choices, and they're going to shape you in different ways. But I think God's in the process of redeeming all of that. Hello. And I'm finding it, when it's just up to me making a decision between this path or this path, there is no wrong path. God's going to steer the path the way it needs to go. I'm going to get there in his timing. I'm going to learn the lessons that, you know— I'm kind of co-creating my yes. path and my de destiny with God. 
It's, it's not yes. just there's no choice. It's that he's he's bending those choices to to learning the lessons I need to learn and and the timing that I meant to learn it. Yeah. And once I kind of started to grasp that, it it become a lot more freeing to be Hello. able to make, to make those choices and not have to just stagnate and in the in the fear of not not just just indecisiveness not wanting to make the decision because just feeling trapped at the crossroads you know right right one thing that you shared that is resonating so loudly for me is how when we kind of stay longer than we should that has been such an interesting thing for me and, and actually very helpful because I've learned that it's often an indicator that I need to move. I need to shift. Like I'm being um, called away from something and it, and it makes me think of like the, the baby Eagle in the nest and how the mom just makes it really, really uncomfortable. And at some point just, you know, just kicks the baby out of the nest. Um, and I remember in my last, when it was time for one of those big shifts, I remember just asking God to just help me to be courageous, you know, and I don't want to wait until the situation gets really bad. And then it's like, oh, now I hear you. I really want to be able to be able to flow with him and to move with him and to, um, to be in step with him. That was one of my prayers. So I'm finding myself at that time. I feel like there's, I'm in this shift place, TJ, I'm in this place of transition and it is really, really scary. Yeah. Um, but it's also really exciting. So I'm learning to hold both of those and um, be okay in that tension. Mm -hmm. But that kind of came up for me as well in that during my quiet, that this is scary. This is scary business. It's like, what? Yeah. I'm being called to do what? Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> So I, I feel like we've we've talked in kind of generalities, but you name specifically kind of at the front end that you feel like you're not even maybe even called to be a member of a church right now. Could you talk more about that and, and, and specifically what, what has been your journey? Uh, you've talked about feeling uncomfortable, using that as kind of a indicator that change needs to happen so now that i'm able to be honest with what i have sensed what i felt what i've heard it actually began to happen about two years ago probably two years maybe a little bit more of course i can go back in my journal but i remember feeling very, very out of place. Um, 
At church? At church. Yeah, at church. And and I kept hearing God tell me to relate to the church differently. Um, and I didn't know what that meant. So that was kind of happening. So at that point, I just began to visit other churches. And I've always really liked visiting other churches. That's always been a thing for me. I've really enjoyed that. And I've moved a lot. So of course, when I'm in different cities, I would visit different churches. And But I've always really, really enjoyed that. So at that time, I just began to visit other churches and considering, God, am I supposed to leave my church and like join another church? But I didn't. I, I stayed at my church. I wasn't, I was, I participated just differently because I was still a volunteer. I love serving. I continued to do that. But then I also visited these other churches. Then the pandemic hit. So I feel like that was just a time for all of us to just really dive into what we believe and what mm what we needed and what is church and what is the body of Christ and your faith. And just, it's kind of like one of those crisis things that um, really gets you to digging deeper and asking some hard questions. And why do I believe this? And do I believe this because God said it, or is it because this is what I've heard or whatever? So it was just such a beautiful, fruitful, fruitful time for me and my family. Um, because I felt like there was no pressure to go to a church, you know? So we would have communion at home by ourselves. We, me and my husband have always studied scripture just amongst ourselves. So we did it with our babies and it was just a really nice time. So then coming back, I just, that word of relate differently was still there. So I did, I just related very differently Um, And I just began to work with the church. One thing the Lord told me was that he wanted my ministry to join the ministry of my pastor. So that was helpful because I'm like, okay, Lord, you want us to come alongside each other. And I began to kind of see that because, of course, I'm in, in the mental health world. And it was like, yes, let's bridge that gap, which was a vision that he had given me like, probably maybe 10 years ago now. So that was really nice to begin to see that unfolding of me coming alongside. But here lately, something has been off. I can't put my finger on it. We all know when something feels off, you don't really know what it is. Um, and I am receiving that it is time for me to shift. Hmm which has been hard, you know, how, how you can be believing for something for so long and praying for it. And then it's here and it's manifesting. And it's like, what? Walk, walk away from it. Yeah. Um, so, so it's you, been like a grieving period. So you don't believe like some people would probably tell you in this space that Maybe you misheard God, or maybe you heard wrong, or maybe the fact that <laughs> the vision that you started trying to kind of manifest and, and make reality 
since that's not really going the way you planned, that that's God showing you maybe that wasn't the right way to go and you need to double step back a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so times like this, I really like to press in. So I like to press into it. I'm, I'm getting real curious here. Um, and I'm holding it very loosely. I will say that. I believe that I am being called away, but I'm holding it loosely that at any given point, if God says, no, this is, this is what I want you to do. I am ready and willing. Um, but no, no, we're, we're going to see, because I know in historically when it's been time for me to shift, things begin to feel off. And I'm very in tune with um, my body. I'm very in tune with my mind. I'm very in tune with environments around me and something is off and it feels very familiar to like situations in the past where things were off. I couldn't explain it. I'm like, Lord, what is this? And what he was asking me to do was to follow him and just to shift, to, to continue to move which is hard at times because I know that in my humanity, I like stability and I want to like, you know, put my roots down. And <laughs> so we'll see how this goes, but it's not, I'm not holding too tightly to staying as I once was. I feel like my hand is relaxing some, it's opening. It's like, okay, God. I'm flowing with you, whatever that looks like. So as you still seem to feel called to um, somehow having a collaboration between faith and the mental health world, those two worlds that you kind of exist in, and at the same time feeling called away from the church you were at, potentially feeling called to different church or maybe not a specific different church. How is that calling shifting and how have you faced maybe any adversity or, or negative reaction from people that just want to kind of hold you back as you're trying to figure out what this thing is that you're being called to? So what I've been, what I've been seeing is a lot of misunderstanding, hmm. right? Just that misunderstanding. Have you ever been talking to somebody, you say something, they hear something completely different and it's like, All no, the <laughs> that's not what I was saying. Right. Um, so it's been a lot of that. Um, it's been a lot of um, accusation, I'll say, you know, maybe just questioning motives or, um, you know, pureness of intention and things of that nature, which I completely understand. I get it. I get it. That is just part of being a human and relating to another human. It's just a misunderstanding is what I, what I really, really want to miscommunication has been another one. Um, so yeah, it just, it just does not, 
it's not sitting right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not sitting right. Um, but of course, I continue to hold it open and freely that it could absolutely be me. Right. It could absolutely be me. It could be something um, that I need to be aware of, that I need to do differently. Um, And I think that's how we are to address and to kind of come at any type of situation. You know, when you're dealing with conflict, I think we have to, the both parties have to come to the situation open-minded saying, hey, it could be me. Right. It could be me. And then what begins to take precedent in that space is humility and love versus pride and arrogance and, you know, accusation. You know, when you when we really address things from that standpoint, it's really no space for that. It's no space for other. So that's what I was saying earlier, that I hold it very loosely that at any given point. Right. God can say, hey, no, this is this is where I want you. Um, but right as of this point, uh, I feel like I am being called to take a leap of faith, a step out. Hmm. Yeah. How does that feel? I'm excited, TJ. I told you it feels exciting and it feels scary. Yeah. Um, but more more exciting and because i've processed it for a while now it doesn't feel as scary now it feels more exciting i feel very peaceful um so yeah i'm i'm excited for what's to come and this whole topic came from one of the things that you shared in our last class which was so huge i made a little note in my book about this very concept. So I would love to hear your experience with this stepping out and then kind of feeling like being held back in some ways. I feel like most things that I have felt strongly about doing in my life have been met with instant strong walls of adversity from people who really care about me and and really want, for the most part, I feel like would would desire quote unquote god's best for my life yes but also kind of presuming that they know what that is which i don't know what that is um i just i just know when i when i get something that's just kind of in my gut and my chest it's just like uh even when this is difficult i feel like i need to press into this you know yeah. And I've always been very intuitive from a young child. I don't I don't know what has propelled me to do half the things that I've done other than God, which which now in retrospect I, I know is, has had to been just the way he's he's wired me to right. to kind of think outside the the usual box and and to you know be a creative spirit to always be desiring to grow and to learn more and to be able to help people with with what i you know grow and learn yeah right and i think that's that's always kind of been my my guiding light that's that's kept me on some kind of a path but i mean from from my earliest days 
you know, music was a thing that I, I really started loving writing and then songwriting. But I had no natural musical talent, despite that my parents kind of had musical talent. And I felt like I had to kind of approach this path uh, despite whatever those those perceived walls were. And like so many people, including my family, initially were not supportive of this path. But, but ultimately, uh, I feel like most people kind of got on board as I put in the you know, the 10,000 hours or whatever to try and get better at the the craft of the thing and was starting to get little minor successes here and there. It's like you pile up enough of that, it's almost like you you win the favor of, oh, okay, maybe this is a thing. But it's like right. you, you got to earn that in other people's eyes, whereas, you know, in my gut, I just always knew well, this is a talent that I have, and it's eventually going to lead me somewhere that I need to go. And I knew that Nashville was a destination from 14. I knew I was going to move to Nashville. And I was saying this and this. I mean, that may as well have been Australia. Right. Growing up, growing up in Wahala, South Carolina, a town of like 3,000 people, where generations of of people have lived in the same town and have just taken over their family businesses and whatnot. And, right. And my family was kind of transplants. Not, we didn't grow up there. Actually, they grew up in even smaller towns. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of hard when your, your outside world that you, you grow up in almost kind of becomes the box that wants to seal you into that and it's and it's not out of malice it's it's out of wanting to protect or just or it's just this generational thing of that's just not that's just not in the wheelhouse of what what happens (laughs) when when you grow up here at this you know socioeconomic status with this base level of talent you don't you you got a ceiling right you can't right the ceiling without like some miraculous intervention but i've just never i've i don't know if it's just arrogance or just ignorance or or some combination of all the things that i've just never accepted that like i feel like if i feel strongly called to do a thing that if as long as i just doggedly keep approaching the thing god will meet me halfway and kind of carry me over to the finish line yes and and that path is going to change as i keep walking it like i thought i was moving to nashville to be you know country music star singer songwriter guy right And, and i had some minor success i got to taste you know doing some things that most people that grew up in the town i grew up in did not get a chance to do but also you know, it hasn't looked like what I thought it was going to look like. Right. But in Nashville, so much of my spiritual journey, the the people I've met, I met my wife here, uh, so much of the stuff uh, that has shaped me into the person I am and is continuing to shape me into the person I'm becoming would not have happened without Nashville. So... I now realize that the strong pull and call to Nashville wasn't just about music. It was just that was the 
the little bit of nitro I needed to, to get me to the next steps. Yeah. And so I, the things that I'm called to right now, I, I don't even look at them as the end goal because I don't know how God's going to piece the pieces together. I don't know what he's going to do with this podcast we're doing right exactly. now. Exactly. But I feel drawn to it. I feel like we need to still be doing it somehow. And I feel like it's going to help people. It's going to make sense in the grand scheme of things. Or Right. Somehow it's all going to piece together. And I don't need to see how it's going to ultimately look because that's going to keep me from being present right now. And I need to be present right now to do anything that I'm drawn to do well. So good. TJ, one thing that I think about is how, when you, when you say yes to your calling, when you say yes to follow Jesus, right? You have to say no to some things. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, like sometimes, TJ, we don't want to say no to stuff. We want to say yes, 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 yes. And then our plates are like so full. Yeah. But what are you finding that in order to say, to give your yes, to give your complete yes, what are you finding you have to say no to? Well, I'm I'm holding in, in this in this phase that I'm at, and, and similar to you, this this does feel like stepping in gradually into a new season, closing one chapter of life, opening a new chapter. So much has changed in the last two years. Life two years ago to to this moment looks, in many ways, totally different. Right. And I, and I feel like for the better. Um. I just look at my career path and I'm like, how have I done half the things that I've done? And, and like on, on a lot of people's worldly success measures, you know, never following the, any one of them to the, you know, 10th degree of success, but still having so many shaping experiences that, that keep yes. just shaping the path and shaping me as who I am. Uh, right now, well, I just sent an email yesterday about, uh, and I might send a few emails actually, but I, I feel like I, I do have that tendency to take on a whole lot of extra stuff and I'm trying to get granular with what do I reasonably have the time and to devote enough of the attention to, and I'm holding, yes. I'm holding all of it loosely. It's like right now, I don't even know if I'll have this particular job that I'm doing past the end of this year, but I just negotiated a new contract, which might run for another year, or it might run until the money runs out. <laughs> I don't know. Gotcha. It, it just depends. Uh, a lot of it depends on if, if this proposal that we were presenting to the state gets funded or not. If it does, great. I might have, you know, a little bit of job security. If it doesn't, maybe not. And so I just have to be in the tension of that. It's not, it's not fully up to me. I can do up to a point. And if it, if it, if it goes away within the next year, then, you know, I had a good three year run and that was a good experience where I learned a lot of stuff added to my resume. I got to meet a lot of people that were cool, that were trying to help people too. And somehow that's all going to, piece together and in, in the grand scheme of things going forward. And, and now I embrace things like that as like, 
Well, either way, I'm going to be excited about the opportunity to dig deeper into this thing or to yeah. explore a totally new thing and be cool with not knowing at all what that's going to be. Mm. It's kind of like I just paid for a website for spiritual direction and life coaching. I don't even have the domain yet. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't know how I'm going to promote it. It might just be a landing page. And one of the 10 things that I end up <laughs> doing to try and call together some sort of living if this job goes away, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yes. And I'm not going to worry about it either. Uh, Hello. What I'm learning to do is kind of like I'm learning to take cues from my own body. I'm also learning to take in my emotions and kind of how that's stirring and, and what's the root behind those things. I'm also trying to take cues from my life. And yes. when I'm feeling like overwhelmed because of too many obligations or too many things, I'm like, well, what really is the order of importance here? And how many of these things really actually matter? Hello. How many of these things actually align with my values and what I feel strongly called to right now? And if they're not in line with those things and where I'm at right now, then I'm cool with letting some of them go. And I'm in the process of letting some of them go. Yes. Because I'm not about just filling my plate or filling my resume or filling my ego. I, I'm about doing what I feel strongly about, what I feel called to, and what I feel is going to continue to shape me on my journey and also continue to align with who I am and who God is making me to be as a person. Love it. Love. So I'm going to ask a question, um, just kind of in closing, that we both can answer. So how are you relating to those things that may try to hold you back? Because I know that somebody is listening and they're like, oh my gosh, I, yes, that is, that's me. It's my mom. It's my dad. It's my church. It's my organization, whatever. Um, so I would love to hear how you're relating to what, whatever that is. Well, I'm learning that I have a tendency towards... Um, And I forget what the psychological term is, but it relates to attachment. It's kind of similar to codependency. It's it's probably unhealthy attachment. It's uh, I didn't learn early on exactly how to have good boundaries and how to attach in healthy ways to things or people. Okay. So, so I have to have that awareness about myself, and I'm trying to kind of reprogram that later in life. Yeah. Um, but when I start to feel this, like, almost like a covalent bond to a person or a thing, which I feel is pulling me away from my center. Yes. And my calling. I, I feel I'm starting to realize I need to detach from whoever those people are. And that doesn't necessarily mean shun them or keep them away. It's yeah. just I need to have enough of a boundary between me and them to where they're not pulling me out of my God-given calling or alignment or, or whatever yeah. you want, want to call that. Because I feel it in, in my 
you know, in my chest and my heart and yeah. my soul when, when there's this weird kind of enmeshment yes. tug in my spirit, right? Like yes. I'm trying to be aware of those things and use that as information to reevaluate the why behind that and and reevaluate relationships reevaluate my relationship to things sometimes it's not people that does it sometimes it's my relationship to a thing maybe it's Absolutely. it's something that i i really like but maybe i like it too much you know maybe i'm allowing this hobby to get in the way of a calling yes you know? and and it's okay to like lots of things but i think I think constantly being in the process of holding things open-handedly, ordering things rightly. And when I say rightly, it's not like a legalistic term. I mean, being in alignment with God, with myself, with the values that I have that are dictating my life and having the things that I am devoting my attention to be in alignment with those things too. Yeah. One thing that I heard God share with me is that love is my superpower. Mm. Um, probably about, it was around the time of my four-year-old's birthday party because he had like a Marvel birthday party. Oh, fun. And <laughs> so God told me that love is my superpower. And I've just been sitting with that and leaning into that and asking tons of questions about what that looks like in day-to-day -day life. Um, but that's my hope that even with those people or entities, environments, whatever they are, that feels like it's like pulling me back, that I can use my love superpower. Like I can literally see myself like zapping it with love to just like, you know, like to just unleash that i mean like to break that tie so i'm gonna continue to ask what that looks like but right now i'm resting in peace and stillness and humility um and just an, an open an open receptivity is that a word yeah to god and just what he wants to do and it was at this very moment that TJ realized that Destiny's Zoom screen had frozen irreparably. Little did he know at the time, but would soon find out that this was because that Destiny's phone had overheated in the hot Alabama sun whilst recording in her car. All right, so we're going to say uh, good night and good luck as they say in the old news newscasting days. Uh, thank you for listening to another episode of Idiopod. We will be seeing you down the line. Like, rate, review, subscribe. And until next time, I'm TJ Stone, and this is Destiny Love, and we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>